What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Underanalyzed. We hope you had an awesome Christmas, and we're hoping you're going to have an awesome New Year this upcoming week. You guys have a good Christmas? Absolutely, yes. Jerry? Yeah. Yes, yes. Great Christmas. Kids are sick, but it's a good Christmas. Dang. That's, yeah. Uh, Sam, do you have a good Christmas? Oh, he's, so, he's still yeah, in Germany. Yeah, thank you for asking. Oh, oh great question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did not intend for that to be a <laughs> make fun of Sam's side. You'll never listen to this to anyway, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Sam, if you do listen. We do you love won't. you. You won't, but we love you anyways. And we, we'll we love all We'll say nothing. We need to drop some kind of hint, like, Sam, if you listen to this, next time you see us, say something or whatever, and then watch him never say it ever again. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we love all our listeners, honestly, even if... You're like Sam and don't listen to us very consistently. But we have an awesome episode for you guys today. We're going to start with a tip-off, move to our Jazz recap, and then move on to some general thoughts uh, over the NBA because it turns out Christmas is kind of a big deal in the, in the NBA. Then we're going to wrap it up with the Draymond of the Week. Uh, big surprise who it is this week. Uh, we're calling it the Return of the King edition, so spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, let's start off with a tip-off. Jared, what's new in gift-giving? Yeah, this year we... Uh, so... Me, Jake, and Sam, and Maddie, and Ashley, we um, have been friends since high school, and we this year decided to do a draw names kind of thing, and uh, and you had like a wish list. It's all part of this like website or this app <laughs> that you could do. <laughs> and, uh, so is the website start... is the website called ripchristiansheartout.com? Because that's how I feel right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a best friend thing that like Got true it. friends you would. I don't think you'd really understand. It's not like a podcast podcast friends thing. Uh, please, please um, continue with this worst <laughs> segment we've ever done. This is awesome. Uh, and so you're supposed to make a, supposed to make a wish a wish list on Amazon, and uh, I drew Jake. Okay, wait. Is... First, hold on. Wish list on Amazon. It was this ghetto website that like partially pulled. 10 items randomly from Amazon that you could add to your wish list. So continue, Jared. You can also search in there for things you want. Do you think that I did anything besides make my wish list initially when I was looking at it when I first got sent and I never went back to it again? <laughs> you literally just, they give you suggestions of things that people might like and you only use that as your wish list. <laughs> right, anyway, continue, so continue. I... So I generously bought Jake uh, a gift <laughs> over budget with tax, not like a hero or anything. But what was the budget? Forty bucks. So okay, I okay, that's fine. Forty, forty-three fifty. Um, I mean, again, not a hero, but I went over budget for him, and I was like, I'm getting them this nice tool finger shelf thing <laughs> that you can put all his tool, tools on. <laughs> that was on his list. So I get him this gift, send it to him. It's Christmas Day or the night before, or whatever we are. Everyone's like, well, oh, hold on, let me interject. Uh, I, when I showed up, it showed up in a package that showed what it was on the outside. And I was like, I did not order this. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
And I was like, well, maybe somebody got it for you for the gift exchange. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way <laughs> anybody got me this for the gift exchange. <laughs> and then we went on our trip and I forgot about it. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah. And then everyone's like, hey, who did everyone get? And then everyone's saying like, hey, wow, this thanks for the gift. This is the biggest giveaway that he hated this gift. Um, <laughs> I did it. I didn't hate it. I was just like, I... I mean, you you were at my house like two months ago. You see that all my tools are already organized and hanging in my garage. Why was it on your wish list? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's talking about what they got everyone, and Jake chimes in. Jared, Jared got me a tool, <laughs> I think, <laughs> question mark, and that's it. And then I was like, oh, so you, you absolutely hated it? You said... Sounds like you have to scroll a lot. Looks like this is you're digging through a lot of text that you guys send in this group text. <laughs> you want to, again, Christian, you want to understand. It be very useful to hold me tools. So I do, mate. They came right before we left. So that's like you're saying, like, you sound like you love it. That's what I said before that. And he's like, oh, I'll be good for my tools. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> long story short, I made a terrible wish list and I never looked at it again. And Jared, like a fool, thought that that was an actual wish list. I'm an idiot for choosing the wish list that was like an item on his wish list. The other one was like an Avatar Last Airbender bobblehead. And I was like, <laughs> um, I don't want to gift you that. Well, I, no, I wanna... like, to be fair, my wish list was absolutely terrible. Well, I wanted on the record that I would have known for sure not to get that for Jake because I know him so well. So uh, just because he been to his house and saw his tools like I uh, have. I just, I just know him. We Marco Polo every day. So. That's true. We did hang out in Disney Springs. We did last week. Yep. When was the last time you saw him, Jared? Anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're gonna leave with me on on top. Good job, Christian. You're always on top with Jake. Um... Anyways, long story short, I suck at making wish lists, and Jared was a fool for believing it. Um, it's mostly on me for thinking Jake wanted the things <laughs> that he said he wanted. Um, I, I don't know how that happened. No, that's new. What's new in gift giving is Jake's a horrible. Wish list, wish list creator. Yeah. And next fair. year, I'll just link my actual Amazon wish list because that one's actually good and I actually take care of it rather next than year... a stupor at midnight when I was <laughs> clicking on stuff. Next year, I want to make you homemade something. There you go. Ready for that. That's, I'm looking forward to it. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, me, what's new in human trafficking? I was deciding on whether I should use that title and we're just going to go with it. Uh, do you guys know who Andrew Tate is? Yes, unfortunately. Okay. World's yeah. biggest tool. Um, a couple of quotes from him I googled really quick, just in case you don't know who he is. This is the kind of person we're dealing with. Uh, quote, I do not... I do know how to administer CPR. However, I will not administer CPR unless you're a hot female. If you're some fat dude and you just had a heart attack and I don't really know you, you're going to die. No, not even if you're a friend. Uh, close quote. New quote. Uh, real men cry and women can cry and men can cry too. There's nothing wrong with it. Had you in the first half. Uh, life as a man is far more difficult than life as a woman, so men can cry rather, uh, instead of women. So he, uh, he got nice. you. Anyways, total total tool, total D-bag. Um, do you guys know who Greta Thornburg is? That I do. Yes. Jared, Jared who's uh, who's Greta Thornburg? She is the, I guess she was like 12 or whatever. She's really young. She's the one that went in front of the UN and cried about the environment. Oh, yeah. They yeah, got yeah. super yep. mad and like super like belligerent about the environment. 
Yep, and it's she has this famous quote. It's how dare you steal my childhood, and that was my attempt at a British accent. Anyway, she is super passionate about climate change. Good for her. Somehow, uh, Andrew Tate and Greta Thornburg ended up in a a Twitter dispute, right? So they're <laughs> they're arguing back and forth on Twitter, and it looks like it was started by Tate tweeting at her saying, "Hey, I've got all these cool cars that are terrible for the environment. Uh, if you want me to email you a full list of all my cars and all the terrible things they do to the environment." Uh, please send me your email address, right? She responds and says, yes, please enlighten me. My email address is smalldickenergy at getalife.com. Okay, which, good <laughs> response. Good, I, think, I think she won that one. So Tate, obviously, had to make this two and a half minute long video and put it on Twitter, uh, just kind of trying to attack her and calling her, you know, just being the tool that he is. Uh, during the video, he uh, orders pizza, and somebody hands him some pizza boxes off camera, and he says, "Make sure we don't re don't recycle these pizza boxes." Okay. Anyways, fast forward 12 hours later. This is three hours ago, so breaking news: uh, Andrew Tate has been arrested in Romania for human trafficking, and the police were able to locate him because they saw the pizza boxes in his video that located put him in Romania, where they then raided his house. So now he's going to jail for a really, really long time because of human trafficking because they found several women uh, imprisoned at his house that he was forcing to like post on uh, OnlyFans and websites like that. So there you go. That's what's new in human trafficking, in case you were wondering. Jeez. The wildest story ever, and it's uh, it's been a fun 12 hours. What yeah, a guy. What a, yeah, what a guy. Yeah, he's, he's a real he's winner. He's the absolute worst. Holy crap. He probably had a horrible wish list. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he probably makes a really bad wish list. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to know. Let's do move on. Jazz recap. Uh, Jazz, since our last podcast, they went 2-2. Two and two. They beat Detroit and Washington and then lost to the Spurs and Warriors somehow. We're still at the 9 seed. Uh, our record is 19-18. and 18. The West is still kind of a logjam. Uh, like I said, 9 seed, but we're only 4.5 games uh, back from the 1 seed. Jake, you have some thoughts on Lowry Markinen. Lowry Bird. Yeah, Lowry. I mean, he's projected to be an all-star this year based on, you know, initial votings. Uh, I voted for him first team. I did as well. Starter. He's definitely not going to make first team, but I think he actually will make the second team. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Still, still some time before the all-star break, but uh, he definitely has a chance. But against the Pistons, he dropped a career high or career tying, I think, thirty eight points and had like nine threes. Mm -hmm. Double check. But he went off against the Pistons, and then he's just been—he's been consistently our best player, at least best best uh, score, most consistent offensively. Um, let's see. He, yeah, he was a plus twenty against Detroit, but he was not. The highest plus minus. Ten guesses as to who was the highest plus minus for the Jazz. Micah, Micah Parter. <laughs> no. <laughs> One. Walker Kessler. No. Jared Vanderbilt. No. Okay, just toss. It's Rudy Gay. It is Rudy Gay. Oh my no, God. Rudy Gay was a plus thirty. No. Uh, next Rudy? closest. Next closest was Malik Beasley and, and Lowry tied at plus twenty. Yeah, Rudy finished with uh, eight points, two steals, one block, four rebounds. So, two for seven mm -hmm. from the field. <laughs> he was plus 30. <laughs> he was plus 30. Uh, so, defender. clearly, plus minus is the only stat that matters in the NBA. <laughs> um, 
No, but I mean, the Jazz, I feel like the Jazz now are what people were kind of expecting the Jazz to be. We kind of, we've kind of talked about this, how they've been regressing back to the norm for uh, mm-hmm. where people expected them to be at the beginning of the season. Um, they're just above 500, I believe. I think they're two games above 500. Uh, one game. One game now. Oh, yeah, after uh, the loss yesterday which I turned that game on just in time to watch them lose in the last three minutes, which was great. Um, they haven't been, I don't know. They've, I don't know if it's, if teams have figured them out more or if they're just showing more of like the hodgepodge put together mess. They are a little bit where they're just making like really bad mistakes for long stretches, you know, not defending well, leaving people open. Like, Jordan Poole got the ball last night when I was watching, and I was like, oh, he's just going to take it right to the rim. And nobody did anything, and he just got a pretty easy layup at the end. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so my question is, are the Jazz just going to be like this 500 team, and, and where does that leave us as far as the future goes? Um, I think we'll be like four or five games below by the time um, the season's all over. I just don't like. I just don't. I don't know. I just don't believe in this this team. And like, what do we get for being the tenth seed, like or whatever? Like, I don't know. I mean, we still might be a tenth seed with five games under, but I'm still. I saw some. If, if you can't tell, I saw Victor Wembanyama highlights today. <laughs> so, We're not getting Victor Wembanyama pretty much no matter what this season. So that's so all my comments are just based off of me watching that and me wanting him to wear those highlighter yellows on his big body. Um, <laughs> yes. so, which which those jerseys they wore them the other night and it, they're horrible. The yellow ones are horrible. so bad. They're so bad. So, Christian likes them. But, um, so I think they'll be. I mean, they're gonna be. The same as they've been this last little bit, right? Four and six stretches, five and five stretches, three and seven stretches. You know, I just don't see us being being awesome, which is fine. This is what yeah. Victor Wembanyama, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're in the worst spot we could be, honestly. Like, I I honestly believe that there's no worse spot to be in professional sports than the best worst team, right? Where we're not really maybe we'll make the playoffs and it is an eight seed, but we're not good enough to do any damage, but we're also not bad enough to get the best players in the draft. And so you just end up with these like number 11, 12 picks that sometimes they hit, but I don't know. Don it kind of sucks. Yeah. But I mean, for every Donovan Mitchell, there's every, you know, a Trey Lyles. So it's, it's, uh, help it's, us get Donovan Mitchell. So. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> we are exactly where we want to be. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. No, I agree with you, Christian. I see what you're saying. Which is exactly where we were in 2011, 12, 13. Like, we were just, whatever the, the very end, like, right before we had that one good year with um, Hayward. Hayward. Yeah. And then after, like, where we're just, like, 42 and 40, or 40 and 42, kind of going back and forth, like, over and over again. Um, Getting swept by the Spurs, if we ever make the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So, if, like, if we're in there now, and we play the Nuggets, like, Jokic is literally going to eat us alive. Um, we'll probably sweep the Pelicans because that's we they are horrible against the Jazz. <laughs> yeah, somehow we just can beat the Pelicans. But I don't know. Is there any chance that we're building value in the players we have to the point that if Lowry is a legit star, 
you know, continues high level play that we could trade for. I don't know if a co-star is the right word because it's, nobody's going to, nobody big enough is going to want to come to Utah. You know, like we're not going to get like a John Morant or I, I actually saw us on the list for uh uh shoot. What's his face? I can't think of his name. Trey young, uh, a potential no, Trey young teams. We are like fifth on the list. Please. No for potential Trey young teams. Yeah. I'd absolutely hate to have Trey young on my team on the Jazz. <laughs> That's going too far. <laughs> That's Kiss awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kiss Kill, yeah. Um, but you know, like if, if a star wants traded, they're not trying to get traded to Utah. So the only chance that we have is somebody like a Victor Minyama. Like even Drew Holiday caliber type players seem a little bit out of reach, but that's kind of like the max that I feel like we could land is somebody like that. So would trading and getting somebody of that level put us in a better spot? I mean, I personally I think it would land us, you know, maybe we'd be like a fifth seed. But it would definitely want to put us over the top. Well, so we have to do it through the draft. And the way to get like the picks, obviously, you have to have some pretty bad years. But we also own a lot of picks, right? So the Timberwolves, which is hilarious that they're the eleventh seed or something like that, and we're the ninth. Um, which is awesome. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> really awesome yeah. actually. And then the Cavs will they'll be good for couple years um but we own picks in the future it's i don't know i'm kind of pessimistic on where we're at kind of going off christian is saying we're in the worst spot you could be in professional sports but we do have a lot of good young talent lowry's 25 um he turns 26 in end of may um so he fits our timeline what we want to do we have some good interesting pieces it just be really interesting offseason to see what happens. And I don't know if they'll make an in-season trade. I hope they trade Conley for his sake to get him on some kind of contender or yeah, um, better situation because I would love for him to win a ring. But I don't know. It's kind of where we're we're kind of stuck in this mediocrity. Any other thoughts, Christian? Yeah, I mean, it it depends on what, honestly, like what the Jazz are content with, right? If the Jazz are cool being the five seed and, you know, maybe making the second round of the playoffs, then yeah, maybe a Drew level or Drew Holiday type guy, you know, maybe we make that trade. But I don't know. I I don't think that's what the Jazz are trying to do. I think not with Danny Ainge in charge. No, and yeah, I mean, like we're trying to win a championship, you know, and that doesn't win a championship. And I think that every move that we're making is to at some point win a championship in the future. And to get a guy like Drew Holiday, we'd have to give up key pieces. And it doesn't get us closer to a championship. It, it, it gets us closer to a championship, but it doesn't actually get us closer to a championship. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It, like, it does actually. <laughs> grammatically, it doesn't make any sense, but you guys know what I'm saying. And yeah. so I don't think anything like that happens. But who knows? Like, why? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know anything. Okay, That's last two. Last two yeah. quick questions. Is Nikhil Alexander-Walker a legit NBA point guard? These last, last, I don't know, 10 games, he's been shown a lot. Yes. I'll go yes. He has... Um... I mean, he shares blood with SGA, so <laughs> they're cousins. True. That is actually very true. Um, good point. Excellent point. <laughs> I mean, if you're related, then you're probably similar right so i i mean he's still young like how is he 23 maybe 
I fired a guess. Jake, off the top of your head. Uh, I'm gonna say 22. Let me check. It's 24. I've got it. Hey, I oh, I just pulled man. it up. So I'm going cold with these eight yeah, guesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean I think he would. I think he'd be like a sixth man, seventh man, kind of like if on a good team, that's where he could be. Just because defensively he has all the tools, um, and he's really getting like this being having all this free range and mm-hmm. kind of a green light to do what he needs to do is, um, has been really good for him. And offensively he's decent. He's not SGA, but like give him a year or two, right? And he'll score thirty points a game. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think he'll be okay. I don't think he'll be like a starter quality, but I think he'll be. Yeah, yeah, I I think I agree with that. I think he's super fortunate that he is in a spot where he can play a lot. Um, I think that a lot of maybe higher potential but low floor guys, uh, similar to him, that go to good teams, they don't get the playing time that they need, and they never really get a chance to develop in actual NBA games. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's in a really good spot for him. Uh, is he a legitimate and uh, NBA point guard right now? No. Um, and to me, that means would he get decent minutes on every team in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not just because the Jazz don't have anybody else, right? right. Um, but I think he could develop into a, a backup point guard type player. But I just jinxed him so bad. He's going to be an all-star in three years when he's not playing for the Jazz anymore. <laughs> okay, last question. Um, not really a question. Walker Kessler is number three in overall blocks in the NBA. Thoughts? Subscribe. He's legit. He's going to be like a hybrid between Nurkic. Timofey Moskov. <laughs> Timofey Moskov. <laughs> and Mason Plumley. <laughs> and Miles Plumley. That's <laughs> so, a four-way conglomerate of one. He's going to be like, also, I think he's going to be a good starter. He could be like a 15 and 10 kind of guy. Like, yeah, on a on a good team, fifteen. When he's good, he's good defensively. You know, he has that kind of anchor ability that Rudy did. Um, I don't know that he's. I haven't really paid attention, but I don't know that he's really been tested. You know, on switch ability, but that that'd be yeah. his weakness. I'd probably say. Going How forward, is he? Walker yeah, Kessler. I just looked it up. I, yeah, I did too. Good, good guess. It's a really good is it, guess. Is he 21? Yep. He's 21. Okay. Nice. Um, Back on track. <clears throat> now, to put a little bit of context on that stat, he's fifth in the NBA in total blocks, and he's averaging 10 less minutes than everybody else on the list, essentially, until Bismack Biombo at number 12. Um, and he's Yeah, I think he old. leads in, like, uh, per Boston, 36 right? blocks. Yeah. So, right. I don't know. I <laughs> it's just more and more apparent that we stole everything from the Timberwolves, including a really, really solid, already well-developed young center. Yeah, he's yeah, because he's twenty-one. Like he's he's super young, and he's and... he's NBA ready. Like he's he's playable. He plays well. His biggest issue is he gets gets in foul trouble sometimes, but. He's 20 games into, or 40 games into a season or whatever. Right? Yeah. Like... Right. Hang on one second. Oh, dang. I was trying to be so fast. Uh, at the time of the draft. Oh, dang it. 
I was going to say, he, so he's 21. I was going to say at the time of the draft, he couldn't even drink alcohol, but he could by an entire month. So, uh, dang it. That was going to be a really cool little fun fact I was going to throw fun, in there. But. Fun fact. So, Rudy Gobert's 30 years old. Um, nine years ago is when he went in, came into League Two. Um, he averaged 2.3 points, and he had 0.9 blocks per game. I mean, I think we did pretty well. We're already, he's already like a block ahead of him. So he might be better than Rudy defensively. And Some are saying. Rudy Gobert walking on the court looked like little baby Bambi walking on ice. Yeah, honestly, so. like aesthetically, it's a completely different player. Like, oh, yeah. Walker Kessler was like, his little know, like player. reverse dunk he does. I love that. Yeah, that's Where he just like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm seven foot two. I can just dunk it backwards because I'm right by the rim. Yeah, it's it's honestly perfect. Like looking back, I mean, we've talked a lot about how the the Timberwolves, like you said, Jake, we just ab- I mean, robbing them is an understatement. Um, and it almost seems like mid- well, really two- quick, yeah, 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 we got a Rudy Gobert esque like anchoring center in Walker Kessler and a hybrid center in Jared Vanderbilt who can play small ball. Like we got both things we needed. For Rudy Gobert. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Christian. No, and and no, you're you're totally fine. Um, it's I feel like in the NBA right now we're almost like mid two thousands NFL where everybody realized wait, uh, running backs are super super replaceable, and I feel like the NBA is trending that. <laughs> wait 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 wait, the NBA is trending that way with centers. <laughs> cool, Walker Ross Kessler. Ross is his middle name. That's Jared's last name. So. Um, it makes sense now. I've actually had a, a big connection with him. Love connections with him for a long time. <laughs> and I didn't even know that, so I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, um, I, I just think that more and more NBA teams, I think, are going to stop investing in centers, at least like giving them – maybe not – they'll give elite, elite guys max contracts, but – I mean, Rudy Gobert at 30 years old is a is a max contract guy, and that's insane. Like, yeah. And the Jazz unloaded that so perfectly. They, I mean, <laughs> they literally just low, screwed the Timberwolves for the next four years, but four longer years. than that. Honestly. Ten, yeah. It's like, honestly, I was thinking, I was thinking contract money alone. Yeah, but yeah. And what's Unless... crazy? Here's my bold prediction: this Rudy Gobert trade is the end of the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. They're going to be so bad, <laughs> and people are going to stop going to Timberwolves games. And so the owners, they're, they're going to sell, and they're going to move probably to Vegas, and it's going to be awesome. So there you go. That's my big prediction. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big prediction. Rudy Gobert Timber- ended the Timberwolves. Would they change their name going to Vegas? It can't be the Timberwolves in Vegas. Yeah, like, not a whole lot of like- timber. It's like the uh, the or New Wolves. Orleans Jazz going to like the, the whitest place on earth, Utah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, what Vegas. would you call a Vegas team? The Vegas, I don't know. Aces, cacti. Okay, you want to know something stupid about the Vegas Aces? What? NBA Two K lets you do the like relocate a team, and you can upload logos, you know, and download logos that other people have made. And there's a Las Vegas Aces logo that I found. Looks phenomenal. Didn't know that it was an actual WNBA team. And so I played several years making the Vegas Aces, not knowing that that was the WNBA team. That's hilarious. Yeah. Honestly, I think in a perfect world, 
the Sacramento Kings would move to Vegas and it'd be the Las Vegas Kings along with the Aces. Mm. I think that'd be cool. I'd but... like that. Or the the Jokers. Mm-hmm. Jokers, that could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jared's unconvinced. <laughs> uh, I like as much as you like my gift I gave you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you love it? Love it. Uh Anyways, the Jazz are kind of what we're expecting, what we've been expecting, what we've been seeing. So overall, nothing too crazy. Really, the the biggest exciting stuff is Lowry Markkinen for an All Star, and even potentially Jordan Clarkson for uh, All Star sub because uh, Booker yeah will be injured injury sub. I think he has the potential to make that. I mean, if Goran Dragic can land that, what was that three years ago when he's with the Heat? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think JC. Can as well. No, no shade to Goran Dragic. I love Goran Dragic, but like, you know. Um. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, he's been playing really good, and he's like the only bright spot on my fantasy team. Um. Because I always had to try to get a jazz guy, and I locked out and got him. Um. And yeah, he's been really good. I would be really cool to. I can't imagine the Jazz getting two all stars, even with an alternate. Like I don't know. I think yeah, that'd be nuts, but... especially at five hundred. But, yeah, exactly. But it is in Salt Lake. That's true. You going, Jared? Uh, I wanted to go, and then the tickets were like $200 for like upper bowl stuff. And I was like, I don't want to go that bad. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, speaking of all-stars, Luka Doncic versus the New York Knicks had 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. And somehow he did all that by having the worst in-game celebration of all time. <laughs> so he, I saw this thing on Twitter. He could have had 10 less rebounds, and it still would have been the first game of that caliber. Like 60-11-10 had never been done. Yeah. That's so, insane. Yeah. He's, I mean, going... So it's kind of like that Jason Tatum, like he's only 19, like he's only 23. Like he really is insane. And like the, how they came back, that's the most impressive part of the whole game is they were down by nine with like 33 seconds left or something like that. Like, and they came back, tied it on a miracle. Like does that free throw when they intentionally miss it, like never works out. Like, yeah, and it, well, and, once and like year. five people touched it before it landed in his hands. Yeah. Like it was and just that's such a tough shot, like where he tipped off two hands, grabbed it in the air. It's like a twenty-one shot where you're trying to get your friend back to zero. Yeah, um, it was awesome. He's incredible to watch, and I'm glad we get to watch him for the next probably five years because he won't stay out, won't stay in shape. But um, yeah, he's really fun to watch for sure. Yeah, uh, that was actually the day we went to Universal and. Maddie and I stayed a little bit later with a couple of her brothers and one of her brothers is a big NBA fan uh, was at home. And as I, when I walked in the door, he was like, I just saw the craziest ending to a basketball game I've ever seen live. And it was, it was the Luca game. So I immediately looked up highlights and uh, it was insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. He where, so we talked about this a little bit before, where will he end up in the NBA all-time scoring list? I mean, he, he like you said, he's 23. He's averaging like 30 points a game for his career, and he's a freak. And somehow yeah. he does, he shouldn't be. Well, and and he's doing it in similar style to 
Nikola Jokic where it looks like they're not really trying. Like they are obviously, but like they do it. It's it's not by their athleticism or anything like that, right? It's just it's almost like pure skill that they the do understanding it of the game exactly pure skill and uh, yeah, intellect, basketball intellect. So if he can stay healthy, like assuming he has a similarly length, similarly long career as LeBron, I I think he has a chance to surpass LeBron. But that's a huge if, right? LeBron is absolutely insane for how he has sustained his game and scoring and everything where he's like in the top 10 or top top 5 at least top 10 of like every stat possible. So um yeah. Right. So yeah, it's, this it's is huge, just, it's a huge if, but right. That's the only concern. So right now he's ahead of LeBron where he was. In his first 5 years, he's going to have four first team all NBAs. Um, which is absolutely Nuts. insane. Um, LeBron had three, and which is also like again crazy. But they, uh, he, I think he'll land in the top ten, which is for where he's at. Like he's on pace to break every record, whatever scoring record. But just because I don't trust him and his body and the way, like his, like he's not going to be LeBron James, like freak about his body and care that much about it because like after his game he's like i just need a beer <laughs> i was like all right dude like yeah you probably deserve it like if anyone deserved one after the game but like i just don't think that he takes care of his body as well as as lebron but to like play devil's advocate to my own <laughs> my own point is like he doesn't rely on athleticism like yeah like a lebron and he doesn't it up like when is Luca like dunk it? Like, you never that really like post rising dunk a few games ago, yeah. Like, the first time does, in forever, right? But it's, it's not his game, his game's not to be high in the air and put all the pressure on his knees. Like, he's just herky jerky moving around the court. Um, an old man, like, incredibly talented old man game. <laughs> um, I think he'll be top 10, but I just only concerns over health. But he, if he played. 17 years at this pace, like he's going to be one of the greatest like of all time, top three or four for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. And what's, what's kind of interesting is we, we talk a lot about how the, his knowledge of the game is what kind of is driving it and understanding just basketball in general. And a, a clip went viral a couple of days ago of him on, on Instagram where he played, he's playing for Real Madrid. Uh, was it 2015? 2000- 16, I believe. 2016. He's 13 years or 16 years old, and he's playing against the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder against Russell Westbrook in his prime, right? And you see the highlights, and he's a little bit out of control, but it still looks like Luca, and you can kind of tell mm-hmm. that he's figuring things out. And so it's just watching him now; it's a more refined version of what he was doing as a 16 year old. It's I don't know. It's 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 just kind of cool to see how his game has evolved to just become more and more polished. And you just don't get that very often with NBA players because we're watching them in high school against high school players who are actually terrible. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty sweet. He he came into the NBA polished, like four first team All NBAs in five years. Like you're saying, it's crazy. And it was like, okay, well, how does he get better? And he just keeps dropping 
video game numbers on people. Biggest thing is for him, I think at this point now is figuring out how to elevate everyone around him to a level that's above their own potential, like LeBron did slash, yeah, does kind of now. Like, for example, Mo Williams, what year was that? 2008? Mo Williams was an all-star? Uh, I say nine, but yeah. One of those years, Mo Williams was an all-star. And then <laughs> Mo Williams played on the Jazz, I think twice at some point. And, uh, like, he's a good role player. He's not an all-star, you know? Even, like, Mario Chalmers on the Heat looked amazing playing with LeBron and then fell off the face of the earth as soon as LeBron wasn't his teammate anymore. Norris Cole... Right, like all the, Birdman yeah. looked incredible playing with LeBron. Right, it's just all these players. I was gonna say Ogalskis, but he's actually really good too. Um, Timofey Mozgov, you know, like all these guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting Eric, a little off track, maybe. <laughs> Eric Snow. Yeah, actually, exactly. that's, a, that's a legitimate. One. Uh, James Jones. No, but yeah, <laughs> uh, like I think bringing and i don't know if that's something that he can i mean I, I do i think it's something he can develop but it's also just i feel like lebron kind of just had that and was able to elevate everybody around him and kind of carry his team that way but kind of the way luca plays is not as conducive to that even though he gets a ton of assists and stuff it's not the same type of involvement just because he's so like his usage rate is so high and he's so ball dominant um, that it makes it tough. So I don't know if, if he can figure out the balance between usage rate and still getting his own and, and elevating people around him, then it'll be really, 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 really scary. Cause then he can bring whatever team he wants up. Do you think he stays in, in Dallas? Like for his career? Yeah. No, I think the days of people staying in on one team, NBA players staying on one team their whole career are over. It's over with Curry as soon as he'll be the last one, you think? Mm, I could see Giannis sticking out in Milwaukee, especially since he's already won a championship. Um and I guess maybe that's that may be a, a pivoting point is if they win a championship at some point, then they may stick it out. I don't know. It's hard to say, but Luca's too much of a whiner to stay on a losing team his whole career. Yeah, honestly, it feels like Utah is the perfect place for him, just as far as uh, personality goes. It's kind of... He could could be with all the other Karens. Yeah, no, it'd it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. I hate Utah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm just, like, thinking this because Luca and Larry Bird are also white, but they seem like very (laughs) similar players to me. Skin tone-wise? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think their mentality is very different. Okay, I agree with that. Play style maybe similar. Like Luca's a modern play play style I, of Larry Bird, but like Larry Bird was like a an FU player. Yeah, like, yeah. MJ mentality. Like, yeah, exactly. Like Michael Jordan mentality, Kobe Bryant mentality, like I'm the best player in the world. I'm gonna destroy you and watch. I'm gonna score all these points with my left hand and then he does it, you know? Where he only shot with his left hand the whole game. Yeah, um, I guess I guess my comparison real quick as I'm thinking about it. I thought of it a couple of days ago. I know groundbreaking of me, but it's just it was after the sixty point uh, triple double, and 
I've said this on the podcast a hundred times, Luka Doncic does not look like he should be as good as he is. And it's the same thing with Larry Bird, right? Where That's true. When you see, like, if you were to just put Larry Bird, you know, on some, you know how they have, like, the bodybuilding competitions and they're all, like, flexing next to each other? If you put Larry Bird up there and, you know, other NBA players, he would just stand out so much, you know, not obviously, it just like his body type, right? He's not this, like, super stacked, ripped professional athlete and neither is Luka. But right. somehow there's top 10 players in the NBA of all time. And that's where I think Luka will end up. Not, not, not right now. I know, but like, it's pretty hot right now. If um, he, uh, if he can, if he continues, I think that's where he'll end up. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I see the comparison for sure. Uh, any final Luka thoughts? Oh, just be interesting to see where the Mavs go. Um, yeah. So, the Mavs are in a, in a tricky spot because usually with young, like when you draft the, like essentially the number one pick, it should have been the number one pick, but for whatever reason. So like your really high lottery pick. But Trey Young. You, but Trey Young. No, sorry, Atlanta. What a horrible move that was. Oh, no, it was DeAndre Ayton, right? It was Ayton first. And then, and, and then Trey Young. And then Luka. Then it was Bagley. That oh, was yeah. a real picker for the Kings. <laughs> but that's the yeah. Kings, so that's expected. Yeah, Trae Young that's was expected. Trae Young was fifth, and they swapped him, which is insane. Wild. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, when you draft a player like that, like, you expect to have be bad for a couple of years still and get other players to develop along with side with him. Since he came into league so polished and so, like, I mean, being a first-team All-NBA the second year, like, they had to accelerate the timeline. So they keep on making these... Like, oh, we need Porzingis to come in. We need someone to pair with him right now. Because he's, like, in his prime. Like, he's that good of a player right now. And so it's kind of screwing them over because they have to do a bunch of these, like, not long-term deals. They do these quick fixes to try to see if that works and helps Luka out. And I think it's really going to – it puts them in a tough spot, and that's why they've been so mediocre. I mean, they went to the Western Conference Finals three years ago. It's kind of fluky how they got there. I mean, yeah. so did the Hawks. So that doesn't really mean anything. Jazz never did. So that's fine. Trey Young. Um, yeah, Trey Young. He's so good. He's yeah. So they just they're perpetually in this horrible spot where they're trying to win now, and what they really need to be is like we need to win now in two years or three years. But it's impossible with a player like Luca because he's just he not wants good to win right now. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like what happened with the Jets and Zach Wilson. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a good comp. Good comp. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's move on. The Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, are 15-1 and one over the last 16 games. Jared, you're the one that noticed this. You're in-depth NBA research. Um, what does this mean? Um, they are still not contenders. I don't believe in them still. They have been playing awesome, and it's Harry's been shooting lights out. Like, he's been insane. Kevin Durant, it, this may be second best season of his career. Like, he's playing, like, that kind of level. Not like 2014 Durant, but he's playing, like, insane basketball right now. I just, the Nets are a ticking time bomb. Something's going to go wrong. And, of course, this will be the year that nothing goes wrong because I was saying that, but Every year, something is blown up in their face. Kyrie is such a wild card. You don't really know what you're going to get from him. Because it could be next week, he just like, I'm taking three weeks off. And everyone's going to be like, <laughs> okay. So, you know, 
I it's an awesome stretch, and because the Nets should be really good. Like their team is good. If you look down there, they're a pretty deep team, and they have a lot of good players. And they're like having KD in this playing this well. Um, yeah, like they should be a contender on paper, but they should have been a contender for the last three years. And something always happens. So I still don't think I won't believe it until I see it. Um, or if it's sustained until if it goes like this for another. 15, 20 games, then I'll believe it. But it's just, I just, I can't get there with them yet. And it's just like the trauma from the last three years with them. Even if they continue for the next 15, 20 games, it's it's similar to the Clippers in that I don't trust them all to stay healthy for a run that it takes to make it to the finals and win, right? Maybe for the first couple rounds of the playoffs, but then it's like, KD's going to get hurt or Kyrie's going to get hurt or Ben Simmons is going to have a, another mental breakdown or, you know, even like role players get hurt. You know, Joe Harris is made of glass apparently. And, uh, I, you know, I, like I just don't trust them. Maybe Wantanabe can, can keep it up. Top three point Utah. shooter in the league. Utah, Wantanabe. I like him a lot. Yeah, but, he's playing um, shooting like 70, yeah, 70 something percent from the. He's shooting over. So. Yeah. He's shooting an absurd percentage from one of the corners, like absolutely insane. Uh, but I think he's he's the only player in the NBA shooting over fifty percent from three still on the season. Um, but yeah, I, I don't trust them to keep it together, and they just don't have like the I don't know, like the the cohesive gel required to make a deep playoff run. You know, like it takes more than just talent and and playing well to to be able to make it through four rounds of the playoffs. Yeah, I am. I completely agree. And he's playing a ridiculous amount of minutes for his age. He's playing thirty six minutes a game. Kyrie Irving's also playing thirty six minutes a game. They're playing a little bit over three quarters of the game at their age. It's it's a long season. Is this? It's not going to, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it's not going to be sustained, I don't believe. There you go. I'll take 15. Or I, I messed up. It was 14-1 and one over the past 15 games, not 15-1 and one over the past 16. But. When did they get TJ Warren? I was confused about that. I don't remember them getting him. Because he was on the uh, Pacers, right? He was. Because if he can actually be healthy, then that's, he's like, I think he's a six-man-of-the-year Potential put him in a bubble. winner if he yeah put a yeah bubble TJ Warren is like LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he signed with the Nets in July, but he didn't make his NBA de- or his Nets debut until December second. So okay, oh that's why we're there. okay. There you go. Sweet. Any final thoughts about the? Uh, I keep want to say New Jersey Nets because it's apparently yeah. two thousand eight. No, no that's just, all my thoughts. Yeah, just let's do it now. Non-believers. On the other hand, Jared, before we started recording, we were talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. They are 13-11 over the past 24 games and have lost four in a row. Are they contenders still? Uh, yeah, they are. Um, contrary to what I said in my last night, like, it's a long season, and uh, I distrust them, A, because they've been there before, and they have Giannis, they have the infrastructure. Chris Middleton, my fantasy player, has never... Uh, healthy <laughs> um so and him coming back in and out of the lineup now has been out for a couple games again um they've had a lot of like 
fringe turnover too. Like Joe Ingles is finally back, which is pretty cool to see him play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Holiday is great. I just I distrust what they have going on, and uh, I I just believe in Giannis because he's averaging like thirty three, twelve, and six or whatever it is. So, um, I think they'll be okay. It's a long season. Yep. Uh, I think. I think a lot of things have to go the Bucks way for them to win the title. I th- and that kind of goes back to our last was it our last podcast talking hey. about the Don't Bucks and the Bucks and the Celtics. I it'll be I, I will be really interested to see. I think the Bucks and the Celtics will meet at some point in the playoffs. And I guess we'll just have to place our bets then, Jared. But I I just don't think that the Bucks have a chance against a healthy Celtics team. To be fair, what we're saying is like a completely healthy box, completely healthy, healthy yeah. Celtics. And I thought right. the game would be 4 3, right? So we'll see how the conditions are in the playoffs. Yeah. Celtics are great. They're an awesome team. They'll probably win because I like I, the Bucks. I think the Bucks are missing one piece still. Like like the Grayson Allen minutes need to not be Grayson Allen. Maybe like a Luka Doncic type guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too down on the on the Bucks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think I would take the Celtics. I mean, we talked about this last podcast. I would t- take the Celtics, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the the Bucks come out of the East. So yes, still contenders despite the uh, rough stretch. I guess we'll call yeah. it. Yeah. The other thing is I don't trust Mike Budenholzer. He's a, that, he's he's fair. kind of a fluky coach in my opinion. Like sometimes he's really good, and sometimes he really really sucks. He is so. like uh, NFL coach comparison. He's like Mike McCarthy in a way. Like he won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers back in the day. He's the Packers old coach. Um, but it wasn't his credit. Like it was just because Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback. It wasn't because like Giannis was his players, how they won. Like yeah. it's he was right before they won he was on the hot seat like people talking about maybe they're going to fire him because he oh, made yeah. no in, like he made very few in-game adjustments and when he did they're poor adjustments so i i agree with that point um the coaching isn't great now he's considered a great coach because they won the championship or whatever yeah um yeah it's it, that is a that is a big and then just chris middleton you know being fully healthy and i think a big thing is him being able to play perimeter defense like if he's not healthy enough to play good perimeter defense then they're going to really struggle they have against teams like the celtics or even the nets right defending kevin durant they don't have pj tucker to bully kevin durant all the time anymore right right now let's let's move to one last uh, minor topic uh came out recently james harden uh, would be interested in returning to the Houston Rockets when his contract is up. Jake is shaking his head. <laughs> James Harden's just the worst. I <laughs> I don't know why he would want to return to Houston, other than like he misses the strips clubs there or something. I was about to say. Um, that's yeah. So if that's the reason, he just wants to finish out his his uh, career in style, I guess. But uh, he he denied the in a press conference. He denied the. Like he said, I don't know where that reporting came from. It's from Woj, so I kind of trust it. Yeah. I don't know. If he goes back to Houston, he's the biggest idiot of all time. Also, can you imagine... And this the... is going to put a... This is going to create a dumpster fire in Houston. Like, 
more than it already is. Yeah, at least they have like some direction, some young talent. But if you add James Harden with Evan Porter Jr., which is like poor man's <laughs> James Harden with Jalen Green, like, oh, there's everyone's like there's only one well, ball. Like there's literally it's only one yeah. ball. Like no, everyone, someone's gonna be upset the entire time. Yeah, it's gonna be horrible. Yeah, so I think it'd be bad for Houston. It'd be bad for whatever's left of James Harden's legacy, which is not much. Um, and I think it greatly depends on what happens with the 76ers, which again, I don't believe in the 76ers to do much more than make the second round of, round of the playoffs. Yeah, now, real quick, Jake, just to so our listeners know, Harden didn't actually deny it. He just said, I'm here, we are playing very well, and I don't know where the port came from, but I'm very excited to be here, we are playing well, and we're continuing to get better. Okay. So, just, uh, I don't know, it seems kind of like, Sam's not here so I can use dating analogies, it's like where you break up with a girl, <laughs> you get a new girlfriend, and she just doesn't appreciate you like your old girlfriend does, yeah. and so you kind of you miss that, you know? Every, everybody wants to be appreciated, and uh, he's not getting appreciated in Philadelphia. Free James Harden. Yeah, well, he's not as good, so... <laughs> I uh I found this quote from Joel Embiid. The first game that he played, that Harden played in Philadelphia, Embiid said that was probably the most wide open I've ever been in my career. And then back at the end of last season, everybody expected the Houston James Harden, but that's not who he is anymore. <laughs> I would miss Houston right. too. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I think it's, I mean, it feels like giving up. Like you said, it's just ending his career in style. Kind of lost the competitive edge. And I don't know. I, I have the opinion that if you have a foot out, then you're gone. You know? Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Uh, Draymond of the week. Jake, who we got, man? Yeah, last night when I was watching the end of the Jazz Gold State game, Jared Vanderbilt went for a dunk and Draymond Green fouled him and then flexed on him because they didn't call it uh very clearly like in slow motion you can see he gets like his whole both of his forearms and he gets the ball at the bottom of the ball as well but he definitely gets a lot of his arms and he jumps like one inch off the ground um and it's just you know the most draymond thing in the world to foul somebody get away with fouling them and then could like sit the, he didn't just like flex and move on like he stood there and stared at Jared, Jared Vanderbilt and just like flexed for a solid the fast breaks four going seconds. down yeah yeah no the fast break was going on the other side 100% so um i don't know Jamon Green's the worst uh and that was just re-emphasizing that for me you want to know my one of my biggest Draymond pet peeves is everybody's like Oh, you know, he's he's just out of his prime. That's why he's not an elite player anymore. He's just out of his prime. He's only 32. Like, he looks yeah. like he's 45 somehow, but he's 32 years old. Like, yeah, he's three crazy. years older than me. Like, yeah. Isn't, how old is KD? 33? 34? Uh, good question. He's 34, I would guess. Yeah, so KD, having the season he's having, is 34. Two, two years older than him. That's that's insane. I thought Draymond was like 38. <laughs> Yeah, he's looks 32 like years old, and he's got more gray in his beard than my grandpa. Uh, that's I my was grandpa watching have a beard. on <laughs> on, Chris, <laughs> on Christmas, uh, or a few days before Christmas, somebody posted like the best Christmas Day games ever, and it was the Cavs-Warriors game from, oh, what was that, 2018? That was awesome. Or 2017? Uh, 2016. 2016? That With long the sleeves one? Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Um, which was a, an absolutely incredible game where Kyrie hit the game winner over Clay Thompson. Um, but he is so much more athletic and moves so much better in those highlights. Like he was like dunking. I was like, wait, who's that? I was like, oh wait, that's Draymond. Like he still looks like he's wearing a backpack and is not like <laughs> exceptionally athletic, but just the comparison is is crazy. So, uh, yeah, he's the worst. Draymond, if you ever listen to this, please tell your friends about us. But also, we hate you. <laughs> tell also, come on the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you on the podcast. And we'll even come on your podcast if you want. <laughs> Let's make it happen. We uh, love so you, Draymond. <laughs> we, we, we love you. <laughs> but I hate you. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's our Draymond of the week. The, the return of the king. The return of the king. Uh, any final thoughts, dudes? Jared, final thought. Um, we got this new Elmo book for uh, Clark, and it's like all from Elmo's perspective. So I tried doing an Elmo voice the entire time I read it, and it is not very good. <laughs> um, so that's what I've been trying to work on. Right, you you have to do it. Your Elmo voice. <laughs> um, Just say hi, welcome to Elmo's world. <laughs> I, I should never have brought this up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying to laugh. Wait, it's me, Elmo. So I've been like, I'll just say it like that. I mean, that's all I'm doing. And it's rough. So I'm trying to work on it. It's not really better. And arcades. So nice. So it's all about Jake. Final thoughts. We got Maddie was worried because we didn't get Sienna as many gifts as our other children for Christmas, but she's also like one year old. Um. And turns out she didn't care on Christmas. She was just going around to everybody and trying to get as much candy as possible because everybody's just feeding her their chocolate. So, uh, yeah, she, she one was fine. One-year-olds don't care. Yeah, one-year-olds <laughs> can't count, turns out, um, and don't care that much. All I heard is your daughter hates Christmas, so. <laughs> True. There you go. And you hate your daughter, so. <laughs> that is yeah, yeah, definitely what I said. Um. My final thought, Jake, I gained a lot of respect for you this week. Uh, I was also in Florida, live in Vegas, you know, Pacific time zone. Um, being a sports fan on the East Coast sucks. Like, it was like past midnight, and the Nuggets uh, Suns game on Christmas, it went into overtime, and I was like, I can't do this. I'm not staying up to watch this. And in Vegas, it's like, oh, okay, 7.30, let's do this thing, but... I don't know. I don't know how you stay up to date on sports because I would, I would, I would stop. I wouldn't. I couldn't do it. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so. it's a hard life out here. You're, you're welcome. So move back west is what we're saying. Awesome. Uh, to our listeners, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Tell your friends about us so we can all quit our jobs and do this full time. Uh, later.